Hey, Sam, you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? We can, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, so I don't mess it up. How do you pronounce your last name? I'll get it wrong still. It's, uh, it's Gala. Gala, yeah. Gala, Gala, Gala. Right. I, uh, I apologize ahead of time if I get it wrong again. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Sam, let me explain what happened. Bill sent me a text message an hour ago asking me how to pronounce it. I tried to phonetically spell it out. It didn't work. So I did a WhatsApp voice recording and apparently he still didn't get it right. So. <laughs> All right, man, it's that time. It is nine o'clock. Hello and welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Happy Hour Live brings you interviews with some of the biggest names in the USA or U.S. rugby scene. And tonight is no different. Uh, we have Dallas Jackals rookie Sam Gola and San Diego Legion wing Nate Oxberger joining us. So stay tuned. If you're not already following us, please do so at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby. Major League Rugby, and more. I am Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas, and with me is Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick. Hey, Fitzy. Hey, Bill. What's going on? Uh, not too much. It was a big event tonight, man. There's something going on in uh, South Beach area. Did you uh, catch wind of that? I, I Yeah, the Miami Sharks were announcing their first player signing and introduced their GM. Exciting things for MLR in 2024. Yeah, I was tuning in uh, to their live show for a little bit. Uh, it looks like they have a nice showing. looks like a lot of the ownership group is there, and I think that's no, that's not Mark Cuban. Never mind. I think we should check in, see how it's going. Yep, nothing going on still. Uh, <laughs> still there was, there was a, a, it was actually, it looked like it was pretty well done. They had an announcer, um, all in Spanish, um, which makes probably makes pretty good sense. I mean, his ownership group is mostly what Argentinian. It sounds like is that the is that what you're catching? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, I think we have some news here. Hold on. <laughs> nope, nothing. Okay. <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like a laugh track or something. <laughs> it does. That's our, that's our laugh track. Besides that, a couple of things we should talk about real quick. Uh, it looks like we may not lose another Hawaiian-born rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Stavini, I'm going to say Stavini, uh, Lombard is returning to the States, signing with Chicago Hounds. Any idea? Have you heard anything about when he's going to start with the club? Or is he already there? My guess is he'll be in the match day 23 next weekend. Right away. Next round. So, so not this. Oh, they're on a bye. Chicago's yeah. on a bye this round, yeah. Oh, so good to get him in there. Yeah. And then uh, a couple weeks of training at least and, and get him in. Yeah, it's he's a, he's a big kid, another big hooker. It's just, I think America puts out some big hookers, right? <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> talking talking rugby, Fitzy, stop. <laughs> Sorry, my son is supposed to be asleep and he just came down here. And, uh, <laughs> good good timing. Uh, you know, he has one a flashlight other... right now. What are you okay? Hold on. <laughs> uh, while he's dealing with that, one other thing about Miami news. Uh, we've already had confirmation of this. Next week on this show, one of our guests will be Miami CEO Mark Winokur. So tune in for that next week, if whoever's listening right now. And if also, just a reminder that this show is being recorded and will be released as a podcast. And as we get into this more, uh, we are streaming live to Facebook and YouTube. If you are listening in on those platforms, go ahead and you can send us a DM. You can enter in the chat there, ask a question of our guests or myself or Fitzy. If you want to ask a live question, come on to the show. You need to join us on the Twitter app, Twitter Spaces. If you follow the link in Twitter, you'll see all the posts from us in Rugby Morning Eagles Overseas. We'll bring you right to this show, and you can actually come up here and ask a question of our guests and us. Uh, it's really cool. It's it's a unique uh, a unique show here in the States. It's not really – every so often it's one-offs here and there. Uh, but we do this almost every Wednesday and with guests like tonight. 
And Fitz, I think we should get it right into it. Our first guest is here, former Bear, now rookie Jackal. Let's all welcome Dallas Lock, Sam Gola. Hey, Sam, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. I didn't mess that name up again, did I? <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that means you did. <laughs> Sam, how are you holding up, man? How's the body holding up? How has it been over half of your first MLR season? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I mean, I take recovery almost, I mean, as serious, if not more serious than anything else. So, you know, um, but body's doing well. Um, I put on a decent amount of weight before coming here. So that also helped mm-hmm. out a lot. <laughs> not like, not like Texas barbecue weight, right? No, good weight. Good weight. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, and I ask you about how you're holding up too, because we're looking at stats and major rugby, you're fourth in the league and tackles, you know, you're trailing Adrian uh, Boyson who's number one in the league. So obviously you're getting a lot of contact. You know, is that something you love, the big hits, or you prefer maybe scoring some tries, you know, jackling for the ball in a breakdown? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd definitely say tackling is my favorite or just like the physical aspect of the sport, you know, enjoying the, the stuff that most people don't enjoy. So, yeah, <laughs> I'd say tackling. And then um, me and Adrian are – I enjoy, you know, just trailing him a little bit. It always keeps him on his toes. So as teammates, um, that's also been a really, really fun part of the season so far. So, Sam, you, you came from, right, you came from a top, like, college rugby program like Cal, and, you know, it prepared you to, to play at a high level. But have you been surprised by the speed or maybe level of play in MLR? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's night and day, you know. Uh, again, Cal taught me a lot about, you know, professionalism, uh, again, worked very hard there, you know, being on time, working hard, being accountable, that kind of stuff. Um, and then again, a, obviously a great, uh, college rugby program there. Um, but again, as far as like, you know, MLR, prof- like a professional league, you got guys coming from overseas with years and years of experience, um, super rugby, top 14, premier. I mean, mm-hmm. the list goes on. So, yeah, completely different ball game. That's for sure. <laughs> what was like the first moment for you, Sam, like uh, coming in, not just training, whatever, let's say maybe even the first match this year where you kind of like maybe you had to stop for a second and take a breath and go, OK, I got this. Oh, yeah. I mean. I think, like, the realization point was I, like, lined up at flanker in a scrum. I just looked in front of me. It was Danny Barrett, you know. <laughs> uh, Golden Bear right there, you know. The coaches yeah. at Cal spoke. I mean, just very highly of him. I mean, who doesn't? Um, so that was definitely, like, a big moment right there. Uh, and then, you know, I remember, like, in our preseason match against NOLA, you know, I was just setting up in the lineup defending, you know, Cam Dolan. You know, that was also pretty cool as well. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. But again, you know, I mean, I feel like you can't you can't think about that stuff too much. You really can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have time for it. So I uh, took the one, two seconds to hold it in, and then I let it go. And then that's kind of just how you got to move forward, I guess, as a new player. <clears throat> yeah, and, and looking back at when I played, and Fitzy, don't worry, I won't bring up the club or anything like that. <laughs> Sam, um, he does this, he they does were, this you know, every show. He always brings up the fact it, that, that he used to play. So, <laughs> I used to, just so you know, this is this show's about me. It has nothing to do with Sam. Or... <laughs> so, with that said, uh, thanks, man. Um, like it wasn't until I got my first hit that I was like, okay, let's go, let's get in this. It felt good. But you know, speaking about hits again and tackles, you know, uh, let's talk about this league so far. Was there somebody you hit 
where you just need to take a moment to shake it off because it was just just a hard body or just the uh, uh, you know forcing the contact into you when you hit him. I mean, I'd say like, I mean, not like someone like specific. Um, if I'm yeah. being honest, I mean, I remember. I think it was after. It definitely, it was the first game I had against Houston, first league game. I think I made like 19 or 20 tackles that game. And uh, <laughs> after that game, I like stood up and I was in the locker and I was, I went up to talk to my parents and I was like, whoa, like this is, <laughs> this is a lot. And then um, I met up with Christian Dyer uh, in the hallway after an old teammate of mine. And he was like, how's, how's it feel? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> and he's like, yep. Um, yeah, there's not like an, a specific name uh, off the top of my head. Uh yeah i can't i can't put like a specific name on it but um yeah yeah definitely definitely a lot of contact that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's jump back let's jump back a bit to the draft which isn't that long ago obviously and then what we want to get into dallas the specific about the season stuff first but let's just jump back a second uh first overall pick in the draft uh what was it a surprise to hear your name at all or have you already had conversations with dallas um that you were going to be number one um I had conversations with Nola. I mean, I had a conversation with a lot of teams, so I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really know. I also like part of me didn't understand the draft super well until like very end. Um, I was like teetering on whether or not I should, you know, do some more school and work for a year after college. I mean, I just graduated from Cal Berkeley, so that was a really tough decision to make for me. Spent a lot of time on my degree. Uh, and then, then join the MLR, like after a year, uh, sign with like a team of my choice almost. Uh, and then, you know, I was kind of just like convinced by, you know, friends, family, um, uh, my advisors over at AFA, they helped me out. You know, they were just like, look, like if you go in the draft, like we think you'll go pretty high. I didn't know I was going to Dallas until two days before the draft. Um, they fly out the top three guys. So I knew I like they gave me a call. They're like, "Yep, yeah, you're gonna hop on a flight tomorrow. I'm coming out to Austin," <laughs> and it was the GM, it was Santi uh, from Dallas, and then he just was just like, "Yep, yeah, we're gonna take you number one." And then, um, nice. but yeah, I didn't really know much. <laughs> I know there was like some articles published <laughs> about like oh projected number one that kind of stuff, and then uh, like I came, I was like up for player of the year. Um, I didn't know if some of those guys were graduating or not. So I really didn't know, honestly, until like very, very close to the end. Sam, I did a, um, a 2022 MLR mock draft last year, full draft, all three rounds. I selected where every guy was going to go. I got two picks right. I got, I got your pick right. I got your pick right and someone else's right. So I think like it was, I think everyone got your pick right because it was almost like a, a sure thing there. Uh, it's hard to believe because you mentioned Danny Baird, you mentioned Christian Dyer, you know, two Cal guys. But it's hard to believe you were the first player drafted out of Cal. I mean, how is that even possible? Man, I mean, MLR is young, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, Cal is a, a phenomenal institution. So uh, a lot of people need to take that into consideration because um, I was even considering it as well. You know, um, great degree great connections, great, you know, career opportunities as far as that goes. Um, and so that's what happens with a lot of guys, you know, Cal, the Cal rugby team, like really pushes excellence off the field. So 
every single player, you know, they're pushing economic degrees. The business administration at Cal is unbelievable. So a lot of guys just go right into very good jobs after college. So coming straight to go play in the MLR is, um, you know, it's not, it's not common. And then, um, again, with COVID, the very, you know, like new part of the season. And then um, on top of that, the last minute, there's like been a lot of new changes as as far as like signing as like a free agent or like choosing your team almost. Because I know, you know, you had Troy, Nick Mearsham, Sam Cassano, Jack Ascaro, all guys who like, you know, signed as free agents, never did went to the draft. So um, part of me was going to do that. And then, you know, I was like, no, I'll just enter the draft. Um, I think it'll be good for, you know, college rugby players, uh, USA rugby promoting MLR. Um, I think what's going on is amazing. I think it's growing. And I think this is a great opportunity for, you know, college rugby players, to, you know, take that step forward towards going pro. Um, but that's kind of why. I mean, it's just a lot of it's because Cal is just a great college. you know. <laughs> and uh, again, um, I'll be honest, it was on my mind, too. You know, I had the discussion with my parents, uh, friends, you know, um, I worked really hard for that degree, too. So, you know, a lot of me wishes I could still do some work with it as well. Um, I'm trying as well. But at the same time, you know, I love rugby too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, speaking of that, you know, you played flanker and lock in college. And now you've, you've played lock and, and flanker for, for Dallas. Yep. Do you have a preference there on, on what position? You so, well, I, I'd definitely say this season so far I'm more comfortable as far as our game plan goes at lock just because I've played more games. But, I God, I love flanker. I really do. You know, it's fun. It's, uh, um, I'm not as tired out of the scrums, that's for sure. Um, you know, I get to hang out on the edge. I'll get a little more running room. Uh, I played sevens at Cal for five years, so um, definitely have, like, you know, some ball carrying, like, in open space, I'd say. Uh, but I feel like right now, as far as our, like, team goes, as far as, like, the cohesion, um, me and Lucas were very close as locks go. We, I mean, we live together. And then um, my prop, Juan Pablo, I mean, I'm always on the right side. And uh, I'm just, you know – very bonded with him as well so i think i'd prefer lock as far as like right now goes you know just because how the team is working and you know very young new team uh so there's still a lot to work to be done but i'd say like right now i'd prefer just be at number four or five right now uh, listeners just a reminder that um this is obviously a live show. We'd love to have you come up here and ask questions. So anyone here on Twitter Spaces, uh, you can request to do so from the bottom left of the app, and we'll get you up here as soon as possible. Come up and ask Sam a question or Fitzy and I if you'd like. And if you are listening in on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, go ahead and drop a message or a question in those chats as well. We'll get you up here and get them on air. Uh, let's talk about Cal teammates again. Let's talk about the draft there. Yeah, your Cal teammate, Seth Purdy, yep. also drafted by Atlanta. Not quite getting the minutes he probably would want yet, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, but you travel to Atlanta in a month. Hopefully Seth plays in that match. If so, do you look forward to maybe lowering a shoulder and making a run at the center? Oh, ab absolutely. <laughs> I talk about it with him every day. You know, He's okay. my best friend. So, uh, I mean, I live with him four of the five years I went to Cal. You know, so definitely, you know, probably one of my closest friends ever. I would absolutely love to – just fold him you know <laughs> uh, i i hope i hope he gets in at center um 
yeah so definitely that's that's a dream of mine actually <laughs> well you all heard it first so if something, something happens to that match he called it <laughs> we'll work it out uh it'll it, as we transition into uh the jackals here um and, and and talking about the draft still you know was there ever any and, I'm, and i apologize if i'm coming across with this in the wrong way but was there ever any worry about coming into this program, considering the kind of year they had last year, not just the windless season, whatever, but everything else that happened, you know, uh, uh, which is probably a no, I'm assuming. But, you know, with that said, what was the message from the coaches um, as they drafted you? So they didn't actually have um, a head coach signed at the time. Um, oh, they, yeah. they had Kuka like up in the air, they were talking to him. Um, and mm. then they had like Mario and like they, they had all of them like in the air. They haven't really landed on it. Um, so I, obviously, yes, you know, oh, and 16, yeah. you know, <laughs> obviously <laughs> I mean, to say I wasn't thinking about it would be lying, you know, definitely was thinking about it. Definitely was on my mind. Um, as far as that mm-hmm. goes. Um, but one good thing is, you know, uh, it was just a great opportunity. You know, I talked to a lot of people about it. Own 16, you know, if I did happen to play well, you know, maybe I'd stand out, maybe I'd get more playing time. Um, that is just more experience for me. And then on top of that, like once they sign the coaches, you know, Augustine Kuka, he is basically like my type of player, almost lock some loose forward Mm. moves around the pitch, play in Italy. Great for my development as a player. Then you have Mario, one of the best scrum coaches in the world, you know, he has just elevated my game to a whole entire new level. Um, and, mm. you know, he has a lot of similar attributes as Clark. So it was really easy for me to, you know, move into there and, like, be coachable and, like, learn a lot more. But, again, yeah, definitely at the start I was a little worried. Not worried, I'd say, <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, part, parts of me were skeptical about, like, how the organization would go, especially coming from Cal. It's just, you know, it's run like a tight ship there um very very professional over there so you know um yeah definitely fans have definitely seen the level of play increase with dallas and of course you guys got your first franchise win over toronto april 1st and obviously been very competitive in matches uh this season most recently almost knocking off going toe-to-toe really with the best team in mlr at least record-wise san diego legion this past weekend What's what's really the, the you talked a little bit about the team? What's kind of the team culture like in, in Dallas at the moment? Ah, uh, man, it's it's great. You know, you got a lot of guys who uh, we really just want to like win more. You know, <laughs> uh, and we're doing everything we can. I mean, we train hard, and it's really difficult to like be a losing team and show up every day and like still work a hundred percent. You know, put the forefront effort i gotta give credit to you know our captain Hedo. he does a great job you know pushing the boys um he's our number six and then you know just like the leaders of the team um again the culture is great we are Mm -hmm. struggling to finish i'd say especially in the last 10 minutes again that happens with new teams um and especially losing teams you know teams that have like the skill and the talent to win and just like right at the end you know there's just some aspect of like believing and i know that everyone on the team believes we can win but it's just that you know it's that reputation that like oversees us so far in the mlr and um it's definitely been tough but 
one thing I will say is, you know, everyone on this team is like willing to put all the work in. And I haven't really seen anyone, you know, step away from that, not work hard. You know, we all push each other every single day. And you can see that. I mean, 10-9 New England, a try down from Utah, three points off from Chicago, basically toe-to-toe with um, San Diego until I dropped that kickoff, (laughs) Uh, you know, but um, yeah. And then, like, even Houston, too, tied up until the last, like, what, five minutes? So um, we're a good team. We're a really good team. We just need to focus on that last 10 and close out. Um, and that's what experienced teams do. Um, and we need to we need to adopt those those traits. Fitzy, um, scratch that question about him dropping that kickoff. Don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, I've accepted uh, and moved on. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right, so let, let's jump back to the first time you guys played San Diego. Uh, a 22 to nothing loss. That seemed to be, after that match, it seemed something happened in the, the team culture that, or the team training or whatever where it just changed. It seemed like now you, you know, something happened where – you clicked together or whatever better, and then you said, listen, no, 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 we're a good team. We're going to start competing because after that, every match has been you know, competitive and you're in it. And like you said, it's just finishing the games has been a problem so far. So other than that, I mean, it, it, has there been a difference in place since the beginning of the season? It's just is also more confidence, more time together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's confidence um, with each other. I mean, nothing – I don't think anything fuels the team more than a shutout loss, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 22-0, yeah. I mean, I, that game was tough. Uh, we came so close. We had opportunities to kick for points. We were right on the try line one time, uh, just dropping balls. I mean, it was just, like, really tiny mistakes that just led into, like, you know, a 22-0 loss. Um, but the culture definitely yeah. changed. I think it's also been a consistent buildup throughout the season, you know, um, it's been gradual, but I definitely think, yeah, since San Diego, um, that was definitely our, the worst loss, but I think really, you know, our toughest defeat was probably Chicago. Um, I think that really definitely hit the switch f- for us more. Um, cause we were just so close right there and everyone was just like livid, you know, <laughs> like it, was, <laughs> it was, it wasn't, it was not a happy, happy like plane ride home after that. So, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, loss loss fuels you, and it's more about like you know how you react to it. You know, you don't want to sulk and you know point fingers and blame and that kind of stuff. You need to own up to your mistakes, accept them, figure out what you did wrong, um, study, prepare. That builds confidence. It's not going to be you know getting in each other's heads, that kind of stuff. Being having a negative attitude, and you know that's what we got to do. Sam, it, uh, everyone notices that um, there's, there's definitely a, a very influential Argentine influence there in, in Dallas. Have you yourself become more fluent in Spanish? Have you been forced to? Uh, un poquito, you know, just a little bit. You know, uh, I live with an Argentinian, uh, Lucas, and then, um, yeah, great. I mean, basically what we've discussed as the season goes on is we need to, you know, blend our cultures a lot more. So, um, that's what we do. You know, I've adopted a lot of the Argentinian culture. I eat dinner a little bit later now, you know, I have my tea, uh, you know, I, lots of like big gatherings and barbecues, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, a lot more, you know, closeness, um, 
especially in like the huddles, just like there's a form of respect when someone's speaking. You got to keep your eyes on them. You're closer. Um, but yeah, no, as far as my Spanish goes, it's getting there. You know, um, it's getting there. I'm, I'm really bad at it. You know, I dropped out of Spanish really early. And I feel like when you're a kid, that's the best time to learn. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's it's been an uphill battle. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Wait, wait, Fitzy, before you go on, let, let's check in on uh, Miami Sharks show. Nope, just music. I was hoping they had their announcer there and, and Sam can translate for us. But uh, uh, he's she's not speaking. OK, <laughs> well, well, so, so, so Sam, on the field, you've got you've got. Spanish, English. I'm sure there. How, how many languages are being spoken, shouted on the field in a typical Dallas Jackals match? Uh, I mean, I feel like <laughs> anyone who's played us can attest it's a lot of Spanish. You know, yeah. um, especially when players get frustrated, they'll just uh-huh. speak it. You know, they'll just they'll just blurt out. You know, Spanish. <laughs> a lot of the time. I mean, uh, but you know, when it comes time to you know really you know direct traffic. Um, English needs to be spoken, especially for everyone on the field. But, uh, yeah, no, lots of Spanish. Um, sometimes, you know, you got the the Southeast, the South Africans, you know, speaking as well. But there's only like one or two guys, so it's mostly just English and Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill, before, Bill right. before we jump to the next question, yeah, go ahead. you're talking about Dallas, you're talking about Argent, Argentina and barbecues. You mentioned one or two South Africans on the squad. Oh. Have you had monkey gland sauce yet? I have not had monkey gland sauce. No, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should get one of our listeners up to tell us about it, um, but maybe not. <laughs> I don't want to force them. <laughs> it's, it's, do we? Do we remember what it is? Yeah, it's like it's a it's like a barbecue sauce. It's originated in Peter DeHaas, yeah. who's, who's listening, can probably educate us a little bit more on. I've never tried it, but apparently it's good. Oh. Right, and I, I ran it. I ran into Gary Gold also at a match last year, and he he just glowed up. He lit up when I mentioned that to him. He's like, "How do you know about that?" Because we're well, that's why we're this show. <laughs> it's monkey gland sauce. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ask one of your teammates about okay. it. Okay, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask. Uh, listeners, we got just a few more minutes left uh, with Sam coming up. Uh, ask a question. You can do so by requesting in the bottom left. Um, and love to have you ask questions. So let's talk about some the more Argentinians. Uh, Sam just added Tomas uh, Covilla. I think it's how you say his name. Uh, not to be confused with the Argentinian scrum half, Tomas Cubelli, who just signed with the Miami Sharks. So they just announced him as their first signing, so two right there. Um, it's got to be a promising sign from the team, management, coaches. No one's giving up, right? We're adding more players um, but it seems like you're one or two quality players away from maybe putting together uh, more wins. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I personally think right now we have exactly what we need to win. Um, more depth, more talent, obviously, is going to bring us closer. Um, right. Again, it would be great to have, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's a phenomenal player. I mean, the, his experience is unmatched. Um, and so having him on the team is just obviously going to bring – you know, another level of experience. But again, Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, we, as, as a team can't be like, Oh, we got this one experienced guy. Now we can win, you know, when we should have won a lot of previous games. So as much as I agree with you at the same time, you know, we, we could have won more games this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, hopefully I'm sure he's a great player and hopefully he makes a big impact. Sam, I want to talk a little bit about, um, 
Choctaw Stadium, right? It's the former yeah. home of the Texas Rangers in Arlington there, which is where you were born, correct, Arlington, I think? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. I, was, I was born in Arlington, yep. Wow. Nice. nice. Wikipedia. Uh, that, so it's where I get most wow. of my research from. <laughs> so. But so the, it's, a, it's a big stadium, right? So it's hard to tell on TV what the crowds are like. But tell us about the fan base. Maybe how into the game uh, is the crowd? I mean, you, it, it sounds pretty good, at least on the broadcast. Yeah, so the stadium is huge. I mean, I think it's 40,000 people can fit there. I know that they fill up every single box, every game. So, like, the boxes are all full, and you can't really see any of the people in there, but they're full. You know, you got lots of people, you know, having little parties in there. And then we have, like, the built stands. Um, I think our fan base is great, you know. God bless them, (laughs) especially from last season and, you know, tough one still this year um you know managing to show up to every single one of our games um continue to provide support i mean we owe them you know more than what we've given so far so um they're great fans great supporters um all they do is support us you know even when we're down uh so yeah i love them they're great Sam, I got to ask. Um, so, as you know, USA men's Eagles missed out on qualifying for the Rugby World Cup later this year. Mm-hmm. But certainly have sights set on 2027 in Australia and then here in 2031. Is making those squads on your list of goals? And have you had any conversations with the, with the men's Eagles staff? Uh, yeah, making those teams is definitely at the top of my list as far as a goal you know representing my country definitely been a dream since i was a kid uh i gotta take it one day at a time i'm 23 years old you know a lot of experience um in that player pool uh so just continuing to you know perform uh getting better learning from guys who have been capped before you know learning from coaches that tell me what i need to do um in order to you know have a chance of you know making the squad um but yeah Absolutely, a thousand percent, um, on my mind all the time. <laughs> so, Sam, we'll give you one more question. And we'll let you go. Um, looking at maybe the U.S. Eagles, USA Eagles throughout the years, um, is there somebody out there that you just love watching play? I mean, you know, Nick Stavetta's a lock or retired. Cam Dolan's, uh, you know, getting up there in age as well. But is, if you had a poster of somebody from the Eagles squad on your dorm room wall, you know, who would it have been? It's uh, and and there is a scrum half slash wing uh, listening. In yeah, to you yeah. mentioned his name. I mean, Nate, <laughs> Nate's a really good player. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, you know, yeah. as a lock, you know, lot, not a lot I can relate to as far as you know his speed and agility goes. Uh, I would, I'm gonna have to do this for um, the Cowboys. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Mike McDonald. Mm. Coach Mac, he's the big man. Oh, nice. He's uh, one of the most capped Eagles ever. He was my forwards coach for four years at Cal. Um, if you watch his highlights, I mean, the guy's a bowling ball. And uh, so I'm going to have to give it to Big Mike, <laughs> uh, Coach Mac. Yeah. Bill, so, yep. so I got one, yeah, go ahead. one more question for, um, for Sam here. So, Sam, yep. next weekend, Cal is in the D1A championship taking on Ooh. Navy in a rematch from an earlier season match, you got to tell us who's going to win this one. I think Cal is going to win. Yeah. 20. I think they'll put, I think they'll win by like two. I think it'll be a really close game. 
um, down to the very last minute, but I think Kyle's going to take it 100%. That's odd. I didn't think you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? No, no bias yeah. at all. You know, none of that. You know. um, all right. Hey, Sam, man, thank you so much for joining us, uh, you know, and, and sparing some time for us for the show. Uh, it, it's been great talking to you. Good luck the rest of the season with Dallas and hope to see you in a USA uniform soon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was a, it was a pleasure. Got it, man. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, listener, we really appreciate you tuning in to these replays of Twitter Spaces U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half and previous shows here on your favorite podcast player. Also, please like, subscribe, or follow, and leave us a five-star review that helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, what are you waiting for? Go check out the other shows.